You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Hello. Thank you for joining us for the Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023 reading of Regional Travel. My name is Don Dean. Today I'll be reading three articles from the The No section of the Denver Post. First, Enjoy Skiing Backcountry Colorado on a Snowcat Trip by R. Scott Rappold. Then, Escape the Crowds with a New Ski-In, Ski-Out Huts at this Rustic Backcountry Spot by John Meyer. And finally, Ten Things to Do in 10,000-Foot Leadville, Colorado this Winter by Sarah LaMagna. We begin from the know with Enjoy Skiing Backcountry Colorado on a Snowcat Trip. Skiers and snowboarders get a ride to untouched powder by R. Scott Rappold, January 23rd. Untracked powder at ski resorts has become as elusive as the $5 lunch, the $50 lift ticket, or free parking right by the chairlift. You can put the blame on crowds, high-speed quad chairs, and climate change. But there's one guaranteed way to experience the pure joy of skiing virgin snow, making effortless turns in powder so soft and light it flies in your face with every move. A Snowcat Tour A snowcat is a tracked vehicle with an enclosed cab, typically seating 10 to 14 people. To step out of one high on a mountainside into a sea of untracked powder, click or strap in, then plunge down prime terrain is a sublime experience. As ski and snowboard gear has evolved to make skiing powder a pleasure instead of a chore, numerous companies have emerged, each obtaining special permits to use these vehicles to take skiers deep into the backcountry for a bucket list skiing experience. In many cases, the guiding company has exclusive access to the area, so untouched snow is guaranteed. A few ski areas offer free snowcat rides to save skiers a bit of hiking to off-piste terrain. Wolf Creek has a snowcat to horseshoe bowl. Loveland offers the Ridge Snowcat to access some of its more remote terrain. And Aspen Highlands has a snowcat to take some of the pain off hiking to Highlands Bowl. But these operate sporadically based on weather and snow conditions. For that guaranteed powder, you need to shell out some big bucks. But think of it this way. You could spend $200 on a lift ticket and maybe find some untracked snow on the side of a run, or pay more and have one of the best ski days of your life. This is your guide to doing just that. They begin with Aspen Powder Tours. Leave behind the famed slopes of Aspen for a wilderness experience in the gorgeous Elk Mountains. A typical day averages 10,000 vertical feet in a playground of open bowls, meadows, and glades. A day up here is so in demand, a lottery is sometimes used for reservations. Price, $625 per person, or $5,800 for the entire snowcat. Next on the list is Chicago Ridge Snowcat. Ski Cooper is a small, family-friendly ski area with mostly gentle terrain. Then there's Chicago Ridge. Towering above the Arkansas Valley, it's a wonderland of bowls, chutes, and meadows, all well above timberline. This season, they're offering half-day tours on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, weather and snow conditions permitting, for $149 as an add-on to a day pass or season pass. There are 12 seats available in each session, 
so arrive early to buy your ticket as they sell out quickly. Again, the prices are relatively reasonable, $149 for half-day tours as an add-on to a day pass or a season pass. Third on the list is Irwin Guides. There's something special about Irwin, an alpine basin near the famed ski town of Crested Butte. Something about its location invites huge dumps, often three times what the Crested Butte ski area gets in an average snowfall. Most of the runs begin high on a ridge with amazing views of the Elk Mountains, but you'll be too busy laughing and choking on powder to notice. Price, $850 per person, or $8,500 for the entire snowcat. Next on the list is Jones Pass Guides. Just a 45-minute drive from Denver, high in the Arapaho National Forest, the area around Jones Pass is a winter fantasy land of classic Rocky Mountain terrain. In winter, when storms have been favoring northern Colorado, it's a powder lover's paradise. The snowcat will take you as high as 12,800 feet in north-facing terrain where the snow stays light and fluffy. The big city may be close, but it will seem far, far away. Price? $650 per person, or $6,500 for the entire snowcat. Then moving along alphabetically, we have Keystone Adventure Tours. Get above the fray at busy Keystone on a snowcat. Many skiers hike or skin up to access the outback bowls, but a snowcat preserves your legs for the downhill. And you'll need it with seemingly endless powder opportunities in these high alpine bowls. You'll need to ride some lifts to get to the snowcat, so the price includes a lift ticket. If you're already at Keystone and just want a lift to the back bowls, you can hitch a ride for $10 and go off on your own. Price, $285 per person, or $3,135 for the entire snowcat. Skiers at Keystone can also catch a ride to the Outback Bowls gate for $10 per ride. And then there's Loveland Snowcat Tours. New for the 2022-23 season, Loveland Ski Area will offer snowcat rides to the previously inaccessible terrain known as Dry Gulch, which will most certainly not be dry in the winter. The snowcat will take you to 580 acres of open bowls and trees that skiers at Loveland have been ogling for decades. Snowcats will run on weekends January through April. Price? $395 per person, or $4,500 for the entire snowcat. And then, Monarch Snowcat Tours. If you're a powder lover and you've skied Monarch Mountain, you've probably done the grueling hike to Mirkwood Basin. Maybe you've been passed by a snowcat full of happy-looking people. The snowcat tour takes you beyond the ropes to a series of ridges with steep drops and gentle trees and no chairlift in sight. Just 1,635 acres of fun on both sides of the Continental Divide. Price, $575 per person or $5,500 for the entire snowcat. After Monarch alphabetically comes Purgatory Snowcat Adventures. This snowcat operation out of Purgatory Ski Resort offers access to a truly huge amount of terrain. 35,000 acres in the backcountry of the San Juan Mountains, making it Colorado's largest backcountry operation. So even if it hasn't snowed in a while, you can expect fresh tracks and solitude up here. Price, $500 per person. 
A little north of Purgatory on Highway 550 is Silverton, which hosts the Silverton Powder Cats. Silverton, deep in the San Juan Mountains, is the kind of place skiers speak of in hushed tones. Known as the American Alps, these mountains are jagged and forbidding, known for violent storms in the summer and huge dumps in the winter. Only the brave venture out on their own. Fortunately, you can snag a seat in the snowcat, which will shuttle you around 6,000 acres of terrain on Molas Pass. Price, $550 per person, or $5,000 for an entire snowcat. Then in northwest Colorado, we have steamboat powder cats. Steamboat is where they coined the phrase champagne powder for the light fluffy snow that falls in northern Colorado. Leave the mega resort behind and take a snowcat tour on Buffalo Pass and you'll truly understand why local snow got this name. This long operating snowcat service has put together a network of named runs in numerous areas to guide you to the best snow. Consequences are high up here, so save the real champagne for later when you're celebrating the day. Price, $850 per person or $8,500 for the entire snowcat. And finally on our list, we have the Vail Powder Guides. Vail Pass is one of the most popular backcountry areas in Colorado. Right off Interstate 70, it's enjoyed by hordes of snowmobilers and backcountry skiers visiting some of the many 10th Mountain Division huts in the area. The only permitted guiding outfit here, Vail Powder Guides, will take you to 4,000 acres of terrain. Most of the runs start in open bulls above timberline and end in dense pine forests. Price, $850 per person or $6,800 for the entire snowcat. And here's what to expect in snowcat skiing. First, guides who know the terrain and where to find the best snow. Avalanche safety gear is typically provided. Challenging terrain and conditions recommended for strong intermediate and expert skiers only. A lunch is usually provided. If you don't have wide powder skis, most companies offer rentals. And finally, snow conditions can be variable and some companies will allow cancellations if it's been too warm or hasn't snowed in too long. Check first before you make a reservation and put down your money. Next on our list from the know and continuing the skiing theme, you know what appeals to me these days, is escape the crowds with the new ski-in, ski-out huts at this rustic backcountry spot. Since 2021, Bluebird Backcountry has allowed skiers and snowboarders to learn skills in a controlled environment. By John Meyer, February 7, 2023. Jill Davis has been a skier since she was a child. She and her fiancé have skied on Epic and Icon passes in recent years, but they've just about had it with increasingly crowded slopes and Interstate 70 traffic jams. That prompted them last month to try Bluebird Backcountry, a ski area without chairlifts near Rabbit Ears Pass that gives skiers and snowboarders a feel for the backcountry experience in a controlled environment. A ski area without lifts, after all, is a ski area without lift lines. We heard about Bluebird getting away from crowds, exploring new territory, so we signed up, said Davis, age 43, who lives in Littleton. It was awesome. It was intimate. 
They took an introductory class in which they were taught how to use backcountry gear and some basic avalanche awareness. They learned to skin, skiing uphill with removable climbing skins fastened to their skis for traction. Davis is planning another trip to Bluebird later this month. The instructor was incredibly informative and laid back, Davis said. It was a great experience. In its third season, Bluebird is designed to offer backcountry training in a non-threatening, user-friendly environment where guests can rent gear, take lessons, and practice what they've learned without the hazards of uncontrolled slopes. Located 29 miles north of Kremling, 32 miles south of Walton, and 27 miles east of Steamboat Springs, Bluebird lacked lodging options until this season with the introduction of several small two-person's cabins, a $100 per night, a larger hostel cabin that sleeps five with a common kitchen area, $59 per person, and clam camping domes, $229 for up to five people. They also allow camping in their parking lot for $25 with shared kitchen space available. We're fairly far from the front range, two and a half hours without traffic, said co-founder Jeff Woodward. A lot of our guests live in Denver, Fort Collins, or Colorado Springs. We just wanted to give people a place to stay that's close by. They also wanted to give guests a sense of what backcountry hut skiing is like. Hut trips are an amazing part of backcountry skiing, Woodward said. Many of them are pretty far to ski to and hard to get reservations. We wanted to make hut trips more accessible. All of our lodging is hut-level amenities. The two-person cabins open this week, and the skin-tooth domes are due to open in the next few days. The opening date for the hostel is still to be determined. All of them have heat that's either wood stove or propane heaters, Woodward said. They have pretty basic cooking facilities. There's no running water, so it's meltwater from snow. We've got solar-powered lights in some, but there's no internet. You can't power a computer, and the restrooms are outhouses. When we ask our guests what they wanted, they wanted simple and rustic, so that's what we're providing. Bluebird is set in a gorgeous location two miles from the east side of Rabbit Ears Pass with panoramic views and rolling hills that currently are blanketed with deep snow. The property includes Bear Mountain, a 9,845-foot peak that straddles the Continental Divide. Bluebird has some steeps for advanced skiers on Bear Mountain, and there's an adjacent bowl with some mellow tree skiing in an aspen grove. A skin track with a gentle ascent angle leads to both, not to mention a warming tent in an area called The Perch, where guests can treat themselves to bacon slices hot off the grill. Bluebird offers a variety of classes, including Backcountry 1, Introduction to Backcountry, $80 for a half day. Backcountry 2, Moving Through the Backcountry, $110 for a full day. Backcountry 3, Backcountry Navigation and Avalanche Prep, $110 for a full day. Ski Mountaineering, How to Climb and Descend Steeper Slopes, $110 for a full day. Women's Clinics, Afford students the opportunity to learn, build camaraderie, and ask questions in a women-only environment, $110 for a half day. Skiing with your dog, $80 for a half day. Wilderness First Aid teaches students to prevent, assess, and treat ailments common to winter backcountry recreation, 
$350 for a two-day lesson, and Hut Trip 101 teaches the basics in hut skiing, including cooking, etiquette, and safety considerations, $220 including overnight stay. Bluebird also offers avalanche safety certification courses through the American Institute for Avalanche Research and Education. Tony Darren of Denver decided to check out Bluebird this year after becoming addicted to powder on a heli-skiing trip last year in Canada. I'd never skied like that before, so I started looking into how you get powder without having to pay an exorbitant amount of money, Darren said. It was backcountry skiing. I decided if I wanted to keep skiing powder, I needed to learn how to skin and use a split board and get comfortable in the backcountry. I really enjoyed the physical activity and the workout of it, too, so it was like, let's go check out Bluebird. Without knowing anything about skinning or backcountry skiing, I bought a season pass and decided I was going to go all in this year. He turned his first Bluebird trip into a 30th birthday party with friends and treated himself to a full alpine touring setup. He plans to take an avalanche certification course soon. Davis said she and her fiancé probably will invest in backcountry gear next season. Right now we're just renting and experiencing Bluebird because it's so relaxing and we're not having to wake up at 4.30 in the morning on Saturday to fight traffic to get to Winter Parker Vale, Davis said. What we found is that the whole ambience there and the fact that it's a controlled environment is really what gives us peace. And finally from Denver Post the Node today, we have 10 things to do in 10,000 foot Leadville, Colorado this winter. Ski, fish, go dog sledding, and learn about history in this famed silver mining town. By Sarah LaMagna, published February 8th, 2023. If you're like a lot of Front Range residents, you've taken the highway exits for Breckenridge, Keystone and Vale, some of the state's biggest ski resorts. But you might not know much about Leadville, a mountain town with a rich history, some one-of-a-kind gems, and uncrowded skiing. Horace Tabor, the Silver King, helped turn Leadville into a booming mining town in the 1870s, and later served as the state's lieutenant governor before losing his fortune in the 1890 silver crash. Several historical structures here still bear his name. And before Molly Brown became unsinkable on the Titanic, she lived in Leadville from 1886 until 1894. Leadville also is said to have been a stop for Jesse James, Wyatt Earp, and Doc Holliday. In Leadville, you can immerse yourself in that history, but you can also ski, shop, and revel in small-town hospitality. Here are some of the best things to do while you're in town. First, Ski at Cooper, the Locals Mountain. The slopes at Ski Cooper, known fondly as the Locals Mountain, feature an average of 260 inches of natural snow each year and attract a friendly crowd of skiers and snowboarders. It's a great spot for families as lift prices are low and there's fun for everyone on these 480 acres. Skiers and riders looking for more challenging terrain can catch a ride on a snowcat. Not one for the slopes? Grab a pint at Katie O'Rourke's Irish Pub while the rest of your party heads down the mountain. After Ski Cooper, you can appraise ski where Doc Holliday gambled. What makes Leadville so special are the quaint downtown's hidden gems. 
One such place is the Silver Dollar Saloon, where it said Doc Holliday would try his luck at cards when he was in town and play the black piano still sitting at the back of the saloon. Formerly known as the Hymam Saloon, the Silver Dollar features the original bar from the 1880s and the windbreak, which keeps out both the blowing cold temperatures and window and prying eyes. It said the windbreak kept wives from seeing their husbands on their midday visits back in the day, perhaps saving a few frontier marriages. Also, while you're in town, you can grab a melee. In case you've been living under a rock for the past decade and didn't know, Leadville is home to Melanzana, which means eggplant in Italian, an outdoor apparel company with avid fans. Its popularity has rapidly grown, despite the company only selling its gear, such as the highly sought-after microgrid hoodies, at one store in this high country town. Melanzana uses only parts and fabric made in the United States. The company's founders are known for supporting local businesses and providing a sustainable and healthy workplace for staff. The shop is worth a visit when you're in town. Just remember to make an appointment first. If skiing is not your thing, try tubing. Not everyone skis or snowboards, but there's still downhill fun to be had. The Dutch Henry Tubing Hill in Leadville is a great place to zip down a mountainside. Bring your own tube or rent one here and ride the hills to exhaustion. Back up on Tennessee Pass near Ski Cooper, you can ski or snowshoe to a gourmet meal. There are not many places you can hike or ski to the dead of winter and enjoy a four-course gourmet meal, so don't pass up the chance to experience the Tennessee Pass Nordic Center and Cookhouse in Leadville. While lunch is a la carte, dinner is a fixed menu. After a pleasant one-mile hike in, you're greeted by warm candlelight and a wood stove at the cookhouse, which sits off-grid at 10,800 feet. The chef provides favorite appetizers and desserts with a main course of braised elk rack, duck leg confit, or a vegetarian or vegan option. And then there's dog sledding. Get out on the trails to view some of Colorado's tallest peaks without breaking a sweat by hopping on a sled and letting your new canine companions get a workout. There are several area dog sledding companies to choose from, and some even allow you to drive the team. This is a great way for people of all abilities to get into the outdoors. Kids especially love this experience. Still in the outdoors, you can Nordic ski, snowshoe, or fat bike. Lake County is home to nearly 100 miles of groomed trails for cross-country skiing. The 12-mile Mineral Belt Trail traverses the old mining district, providing incredible scenery and a look into local history. Most of the trails also are open to snowshoers and fat bikers. And you can find some fun on ice skates. Leadville boasts the highest man-made ice rink in Colorado at Huck Finn Ice Rink. You can rent skates here or bring your own to have fun on the 30,000-square-foot outdoor rink. There's a warming hut with snacks and hot cocoa and a fire pit nearby. Skating is dependent on the weather, and the rink usually is open December to March. If you're really adventurous, you can head up to the top of Colorado. Topping at 14,433 feet, Mount Elbert is Colorado's highest peak. In the summer, the North Ridge Trail is the most common route and can be crowded with hikers even midweek. 
there are far fewer hikers in winter. At 14 miles round trip, this hike is no easy feat and should always be done with caution and a keen eye on the weather and avalanche conditions. If you make it to the summit, though, the views are endless and unforgettable. And finally in Leadville, you can step back in time. Learn details about stories you first heard in grade school. Leadville is home to the National Mining Hall of Fame and Museum, which shares tales of the hunt for gold and silver in Colorado, as well as the story of the nearby Climax Mine, the world's largest resource of molybdenum. You'll learn about the minerals you encounter every day and what life was like for the area's pioneers. The Heritage Museum and Gallery, built in 1904 to house the city library, now is home to all sorts of Leadville memorabilia, including mining and 10th Mountain Division artifacts, as well as a scale model of the world's largest palace of ice, built in Leadville in 1896. Thank you for joining us for Regional Travel. My name is Don Dean. Welcome to 2023 Talks, where we are following our democracy in historic times. We'll be watching carefully to see what uh, Russia actually does. We'll, of course, make sure that in any event we are postured appropriately. Secretary of State Antony Blinken called Russia's decision to suspend the last remaining nuclear pact between the two countries deeply unfortunate and irresponsible. Russia made the announcement as President Joe Biden was in Poland, marking the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Congressman Benny Thompson, the ranking Democrat on the House Homeland Security Committee, says it's hard to overstate the potential security risks if video evidence gathered by the House January 6th committee were to be used irresponsibly. What we had occur on January 6th was a clear threat to our democracy. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has handed over thousands of hours of riot footage to Fox News host Tucker Carlson, who has previously suggested the insurrection was a false flag operation. Democratic governors in 20 states are launching a network intended to strengthen access to abortion following the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. I'm grateful I'm here in California, a state that's fighting for freedom, fighting for reproductive rights. California Governor Gavin Newsom says the Reproductive Freedom Alliance is a way for states to share information to better serve people seeking care, including those who live in states with more restrictive laws. EPA Administrator Mike Regan says his agency will seek triple the damages from Norfolk Southern Railroad should they not comply with cleanup orders for the train derailment and hazardous waste spill in East Palestine, Ohio. My job is to hold the company accountable and make sure that they clean up and pay for it and that's not done on the taxpayer's dollars. Meanwhile, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says the government will issue new rules on rail car brakes and trains hauling highly flammable materials. The Biden administration has announced its most restrictive border control measures to date, which was welcome news to New York City Mayor Eric Adams. The asylum seeker crisis is a national crisis, and it should not be just for New York City residents. That's just unfair. A temporary rule would penalize asylum seekers who cross the border illegally or fail to apply for protection in other countries they pass through on their way to the U.S.
Lawmakers in Kansas want to eliminate most ballot drop boxes in elections. A state Senate committee approved a bill which would limit each of the state's 105 counties to only one drop box inside its election office, with two people from different political parties monitoring the box. I'm Catherine Carley for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Delatere here, Flora Delatere, plant detective. Drawn by the mystery of medicinal plants and their alarming disappearance, I decided to investigate. This forest could be in Spain or Oregon, Siberia or Turkey. The plant I'm looking for is Circumboreal. It grows around the globe in the north. Here's some. It's called Kinikinik. It's low growing with red berries. Kinikinik means smoking mixture in the Algonquian Indian language. Across North America, indigenous people dried these tiny leaves and smoked them with other plants or tobacco. Other names are bearberry and uva ursi. Kinikinik's also medicinal. Antiseptic compounds in it kill bacteria in urine. North Americans, Europeans, and Asians prescribed Kinikinik for bladder, kidney, and urinary tract infections. Mainstream American medicine used it too until the 1950s when sulfa drugs and antibiotics took over. Herbalists still prescribe Kinikinik. The berries seem tasteless, but pop them like popcorn and they taste like fried apples. The Plant Detective is a project of Montana Public Radio, Bastyr University, and GenuineScooters.com, a planet-friendly ride. Consult with a health professional before taking medicine or herbal remedies. Folks, medicinal plants are everywhere, and you got to treat them right, because someday they might be treating you. AINC Programming is brought to you in part by Trendware. Colorado's best full-service IT-managed services and purpose-built computer device provider.